But I can tell you this about if this douchebag happens to see this particular show, you don't have the fork and balls to call out the people on this planet <laughs> by name and tell them exactly who they are and tell them the rest of the world who they are. You don't have the fork and balls. You don't have the balls. Okay, Scott. Here we go. I think I started some shit. Miss them off. It's about to get lit. Get the place in the best. You know that stage is set. You better buckle up because you ain't seen nothing yet. Here we go. I think I started some shit. Piss them off. It's about to get lit. Get the place in the best. You know that stage is set. You better buckle up because you ain't seen nothing yet. And they say that I'm a lunatic. Well, listen, bitch, I came equipped with a quick wit and a six sense for the stupid shit. Where my true believer? Y'all need Jesus. Praise the Lord, head to the extreme. All these false fucking prophets who profit off of gossip. Worshiping drums, cocking, begging for a float deposit. Swinging fucking meat hammers like four on a thong. He's strapped to the shaft, beating his chest like he's King Kong. Starving for attention, I'ma make your gut burst. I'll be your huckleberry, I can quit that thirst. Baby eating lizard people, alien sex. What's next? Trump in a dress, fucking Flynn on his desk. A retard in a vest, climbing up 5G towers. Cause you told him if he did, he'd get fucking superpowers. Here we go, I think I started some shit. Piss him off, it's about to get lit. Get the place in the best, you know that stage is set. You better buckle up, cause you ain't seen nothing yet. Here we go, I think I started some shit. Piss him off, it's about to get lit. Get the place in the best, you know that stage is set. You better buckle up, cause you ain't seen nothing yet. I used to find clues too when I was high on shrooms. I found myself a tunnel that led to Jason Q's bedroom. Open his closet, I found some of his meat rockets. I strapped it to my shoes and then I Blue to the roof. I found myself in orbit strapped to an F-16 High on amphetamine with Trump in between Put on a light coat of baby oil and saluted the troops He tapped me on the shoulder and said This is gonna be it Whoa, 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 wait, 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 stop, 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 stop What, what, what? What? I'll get my files Wait, what are you doing? It's a, stop, on, fucking stop Dude, come on, it's a, it's seriously a, This is my mom's an alcoholic so, oh, Give me a, oh my god Damn it Here we go, I think I started some shit Piss them off, it's about to get lit Get the place in the best, you know that stage is set You better buckle up, cause you ain't seen nothing yet Here we go, I think I started some shit Piss them off, it's about to get lit Welcome, welcome everybody. Thanks for joining us. This is the first time over here on Podbean uh, doing a podcast together. I got Sage backstage. Um, I see some people are having trouble getting in, so maybe we'll do some small talk or something while we get going. Uh, I understand it's not the easiest app to use. When I was when I was just trying to, to follow the grifters, it was kind of kind of hard to figure out who we we're going to get a hold of and uh, how we we're going to view and how you got kicked out and how you were able to chat. And I know it's not the easiest thing, but this is just for the live. After this, um, after this show is put up and it's no longer live, it'll be syndicated to iHeartRadio, to iTunes, to everywhere. Um, so thank you for joining us. Of course, I'm Will Bard of the Cold Beer Confessional. This is where the new morning podcast will be. It'll be live here. Then syndicated everywhere else, um, as well as uh, other shows, bonus shows, bonus content, stuff for the Patreon. We're, we're going to have it here. Sage and I, mostly because he locked me out of his account. Sage and I both have an account now on Podbean uh, because he, he didn't want me using his. And last but not least, 
if you want to support the show, you can still donate through buymeacoffee.com forward slash cold beer, buymeacoffee.com forward slash cold beer. And those donations I'll read out during the show. Um, so if, if for any reason you want to donate, support, send a message that you really want read on air, that's where you do it. Buymeacoffee.com forward slash cold beer. Without further ado, our, we'll bring in our resident Antifa man, uh, Sage. What's up, man? Who is this? How did I get here? Uh, you, you wandered in, I think, was the appropriate yeah. term. Pretty much, yeah, because I, I think what happened was uh, somebody got me locked out of my account by logging in numerous times with the wrong password. But who, sure who gave me the password? That would be a top secret. We're not going to talk about that. Um, I didn't know my damn password, to be honest. I just click it, and it logs me in. I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, guys, yes, please know. please share the link if you get a second. I'm glad everybody's filtering in. I know we won't have gigantic numbers. It's a new app. It's new, you know, new everything. But we get what we can here. You know, hopium sells. Uh, but yeah, Sage got me locked out of his account because he gave me the wrong. Pa- if you guys want to know Sage's passwords, he gave me about nine of them today. <laughs> I'll I'll be selling those for three dollars a piece after the show. Yeah, that, that yeah, that sounds about right. I did put a couple out there. I don't care. Whatever. I, I don't do the banking, so it doesn't really matter. Who does the banking anyway. fall? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, he clicks it and ships it, and then that, then he allegedly pays it. So I'm trying to get logged in on all my accounts um, to the to the stream thing. I'm in. Is everybody in? I'm in. I heard that. I heard that fall has the credit cards. So you, he has the credit cards, not you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, basically, fall likes to spend, and um, an extension of that. So does motion. And I just have to get the credit card bills and then unfortunately pay those. But we're going to try to rein that in. Um, but who knows? It, it never goes well. Oh, it sounds, sounds like it sounds like it goes pretty good. What was the story you guys were telling the other day about the lawnmower and going, going off road or stuff? What trying to mow in the woods? What was that story about? You have no idea. You have no idea. Uh, we have a riding lawnmower and it's, you know, it was a pretty, it's a, it's not a, it's a regular tractor one. It's not like a zero turn. Right. And she, there was a lot of times where I was moving freight and stuff. So she would go out and mow the lawn motion. This is and, and fall. Um, and it's either hammer down or nothing. It doesn't matter. So I've got 11 <laughs> acres and it's about four acres of uh, grass. And then it goes into like trails and fields and then eventually into woods. Well, she likes to mow paths for the deer not realizing that it is not an off-road vehicle in any way, shape, or form. And she buries it. She buries it. Like, well, I'm talking buries it. So says um, you that it's not off-road. I mean, she, clearly she thought yeah. it was off-road. Dude, she she flies with that thing because my his property slopes. It slopes down in the front. And I'll have to get a picture. She hits the slope and, and goes down that way and hits a rock and almost gets thrown off of a lawnmower. And like, I've never heard of that. <laughs> I've never even seen. I tried Google, uh, YouTubing it, being thrown off of a lawnmower because of excessive speeds, and I, I, not not one that's not souped up, but a legitimate one, and it that would have been YouTube gold because it hasn't happened, dude. It's like NASCAR. She actually makes turns, and it's like NASCAR turns, and she lost a wheel in turn two. I swear <laughs> to God, because wheel literally came off. She burnt the bearings out, and it literally came off and ended up rolling down the. The driveway. I swear <laughs> to God, it, it is. She she goes across the rocks with the blades growing, and, and rocks hit the 
you know, side window of the truck and broke the window. It's like, I'm like, oh my God, this is not a four wheeler. It's a lawnmower. So she is not a, uh, it's not a safe situation there in any way, shape or form. We actually do have a zero turn. Like, it's not like like an expensive one or like a commercial one. It's like a, it's like the lowest grade you can get. It's like a homeowner version zero turn. And it was just because we had a bigger yard where we used to live. But Mariah doesn't understand that like, there, there technically isn't brakes. You've got forward and reverse. If you're going forward and you want to stop, then you hit the reverse for a second and it stops you. Um, so she didn't understand that if she left the controls in the in the mid position, not forward or reverse, that it just freewheeled and we lived on a hill. Uh, so not only did she shoot out the door and uh, the glass door one time with a piece of gravel, and not only did she go through like eight sets of blades in two years. Uh, from running over shit, but she also rammed the back of our house twice, uh, full speed with the lawnmower, just as hard as she can get it. Um, I don't, I don't. She says she loves to mow. I think more like she has a death wish. I think that would be a, more that appropriate. Like a crack up derby situation. Like I, I would not want to have both of our wives mowing the same lawn because it would be like you know go kart crack up dirty track, derby track because. Um, my wife, I mean, she'll just, she's, there's a little wheel on the, where the, the blade spins on the, I can't remember what it's called right now on the deck, um, on the deck, right? There's a little plastic wheel in front that kind of keeps things rolling. Yeah. I think she's broken that like four times. I've had to replace that like four times. Um, it's just, it, she just takes the thing. And next thing I know she's in the woods, she's literally in the woods mowing a path for the deer. I'm like, the, the deer don't need a path. <laughs> Were the deer were the deer watching? Like, oh yeah, good job, thank you for that. Yeah, I mean they walk down the path and stuff, but she's literally in the woods mowing paths for the deer. I'm like, you know, the deer can figure this shit out themselves. They've been doing it for hundreds of years uh, before you had lawnmowers, and she just continues to head out into the woods. Next, you know, it's just I don't know, and I hear the lawnmower going, and then I'll finally I hear pump, and then the lawnmower dies, and I'm like, oh fuck, I gotta go find her. Oh, of course, um, so I. Yeah, I just wait until the lawnmower stops running, and then I got to go pull her out with the tractor. That's usually what happens. All right, I'm going to, Sage, I'm going to start the recording now for, I'm going to upload this on YouTube maybe in a day or two. Um, just the audio version. Oh, yeah, they're they're live and listening, but I'm going to record it as well and use it for content. But I was letting everybody get in here. Um, again, this is our first broadcast on Podbean. This is where the morning podcast will be. The Hangover with Cold Beer Confessional is the name that we decided on. Uh, that'll be the morning podcast when the schedule gets worked out. If you want to support the stream, you do that at uh, buymeacoffee.com forward slash cold beer. Leave a message. I'll record all those messages or I'll read all those messages. Uh, live on air, and we have Sage with us. Sage, I don't know if you heard this or not, but Mike Penny actually spoke about the cold beer confessional. Did he? Yeah, I did hear this. Well, he he did. He spoke about you. You should be proud, right? You're oh, yeah. excited about that? He yeah, I guess. Your name? Yeah, he said, don't worry about him, but he's good for a laugh every once in a while, but don't spend too much time worrying about him. Wow. That's impressive. Actually, we covered we covered Mike Penny last night, and I guess this this shh was the username. She came in. She came in talking shit, and then and then report. That's I guess that's who told on me in the chat um, to Mike Penny, and that's when he said, "Don't worry." But not only did Mike Penny talk about us, we I shared that in the Telegram. But actually, that uh, Kim Cuckich said something about us. I don't I don't know if you heard that one or not. Oh, that one I did not hear. 
Um, let me let me grab it right quick and I'll I'll play it for everybody. Um, Sage, you'll be able to see this, but everybody else will be able to hear it. Uh, give me just a second. I'll open it. Um. Hey guys, it's Kim Cookout wow. here. I was just sitting back looking at a family photo album of a wonderful Uncle Tishy. And uh, I got to thinking about some advice he once gave me. He said, you know, Kim, never trust a man who wears sunglasses and doors. I know what, what you're thinking. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, but Kimmy, you're wearing the sunglasses. Well, I work for Trump. I work for Trump, so I got to conceal my identity. But you know who doesn't need to conceal their identity? Will Bird from the Cold oh. Beer Condemned Channel. He doesn't need to conceal uh, his identity because he's a loser and he doesn't know anything. And he's talking a lot of nonsense about me and my intel on my channel and it's not okay. So what I'm going to say is I have to sit back sometimes because they all, they're all after me. They're all coming after me and sometimes I just got to breathe and I got to ask myself WWUTG, what would Uncle Tishy do? Uncle Tessie would say, don't subscribe to the Cold Beer Condemned channel or share any of their work or hit the like button or anything like that. That's exactly what Uncle Tessie would say. So make sure that you're listening to the great advice from my dear Uncle Tessie. Wow. That wow. was that was a full segment she did. I don't I don't know where that came from. Actually, Intel Lady forwarded it forwarded it to me. Um, I didn't actually have the video on hand. She was just able to forward it to me. So I do uh, I do appreciate her doing that. I don't know what you guys are doing with hearts or what those do, but thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, they're just it's something that they can just click, and they the more hearts they give you, it's like likes. Uh, so they're just gonna push. To the to the top of the food chain and and uh, well we get if not what we can do is we can I can put a call into Liberty and he'll tell us exactly how that works. I hope so. Too. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. Um, so just a quick recap. Speaking of Liberty, there was a um, there was Liberty. Liberty did a little. Uh, uh, how do I want to say this? A join my multi level marketing stream. Uh, I don't. Oh! Know, were you able to see that? I did. I did. And you know what's funny is um, we did a Falls um, horoscope stuff today for, to, for uh, tomorrow. And out of nowhere, she happened to talk about something like that. And she, Fall knows nothing about it. I just thought that was interesting. But go ahead. It is very strange. We actually it got is. some, uh, we actually got some feedback from one of his uh, secretive, um, secretive, uh, meetings for his multi-level market his Mel melalucha or melaluca or whatever thank you very much tap sent one one beer to cold beer one gift thank you very much i appreciate that i don't know what it is but thank you um this is all brand new and i do appreciate that i know that's something out of the ordinary but we did get some feedback real quick sage this was uh this was an anonymous user uh i think that that uh set in on one of his uh, on one of his talks about joining his MLM, I don't know if you've heard this yet or not, but let's let's play it right quick. A little review here. Uh, maybe a little review. <laughs> what the hell just happened to it? It's not playing. 
Oh, the volume's all the way down. Hold on. Let me restart it. All right, here we go. All right. I'm just too flippin' tired to type. Let me put this in, in voice message. I was part of the initial Zoom meeting for uh, Liberty Warrior Nation's new Patriot Purchasing Program. And their mm. new Patriot Purchasing Program is how to feed, feed Mike P more income. Um, oh, no. That sounds bad. It does. How to feed Mike P more income. That is, it's not sound like a good review. Let, let's let her finish here. Um, it's a company called Melaloo or something. I'll have to look it up and, and uh, give you the link to it. Uh, it can be done without being part of Mike P's thing, but his admin, Tara, is the one that's doing this, and I think she's related. So it seems that this is a continuous uh, family affair. Um, this purchasing system seems to be what I would call a, either a pyramid scheme or a Ponzi scheme, but I can't decide which. But I'm looking into say it. Oh, wow. That sounds like a heartfelt review. Uh, be sure to join up with uh, Melaloo or, or whatever that was. That sounded like a pretty good, pretty decent review. I don't even know how I got that. That came from like an anonymous email from like two other anonymous emails from someone's cousin that sent it through a, uh, a deciphering program. It came at one point in Morse code. I had to, I had to decode it. Luckily, Jeff B was on wow. hand, but I was able to, I was able to get it. Listen, listen, listen. Mm -hmm. If you would have just asked me, being and being Aunt Tifa Sage, um, I'm going to get a wig and everything, I think. I think I'm going to get a wig and be Aunt Tifa Sage. Mm -hmm. What do you think? I, I like that. That, that would roll okay. good. Aunt Tifa. Aunt Tifa Sage. Um, I, I could have just got it direct right from her. I mean, you know, and just the way it is, being Aunt Tifa. Dude, how funny would that be if I did that? Mm, that would that'd be pretty good. Have you got people accusing you of being Antifa? Is this is this a new development? I haven't heard this. I do, and I'm, he's probably not in here. And, and then, so this is what. But either way, so um, I did, I heard that Red uh, also said that somebody. Or not it wasn't Red that was being threatened. It was some other guy, Will, um, and it wasn't you, right? Will Justice or something? Yeah, Will Will Justice yeah. Justice League. Justice League. Yeah. So. I am no way threatening anyone at all. I don't need to. Like, I'm going to have, and, and if right, if you're listening, and, and please, I hope you do download this and listen, uh, you actually should. Um, if you're here, just go ahead and type something in the chat. I can't even see it, but somebody can. Um, I literally can't wait to say I told you so over and over again until your brains explode. Uh, because that would be so fun for me just to basically say, I told you so. I told you so. Trump's not coming. I told you so. Um, that is actually what I'd like to do. So, like the fact that they're actually calling me Antifa. So, I do want to explain something real quick. Um, and a lot of people might have heard this, but I, uh, the biggest thing that um, Jeff B and them were trotting was the fact that I left a, a year early. So, I'm going to, you know, I did over this a little bit in the, in the Telegram, but I went to the Coast Guard in 2000. And I was uh, married at the time. Me and my wife got separated. I met the wife that I'm with now. And her husband, 
basically um they were you know she quit drinking about six months before she met me but they were both kind of alcoholics my wife was an alcoholic at you know early age um and then she's been sober for 20 years but he kind of beat on her and you know pointed gun at her and all this other type of stuff so he wasn't a nice guy so they separated we met and she had a lot of post-traumatic stress and anxiety and stuff like that so when we got married <laughs> um uh -oh. Some, somebody oh, yeah. said but red left four years early <laughs> four years early so um basically what happens is she deals with a lot of this type of stuff she has agoraphobia and things like that so it actually got worse um some stuff happened um in regards to me being on a boat and the stuff going out and then she got worried and it started getting worse and she getting panic attacks and stuff and what we did was we did a two days on two days off every other weekend that i was away so it got to the point that she was having panic attacks where she would not get out of bed for two days. And I mean, just enough to grab something to eat and go back to bed. And, and it was just, I'm like, Oh, so I brought it to my captain and I explained this and I said, what, you know, what can we do? Um, we, so they said, well, bring me the documentation. We brought all, I brought all the documentation, all the paperwork for the drugs that, you know, she was on lorazepam, all this other stuff, countless points, you know, for you know, psychiatrists and psychiatrists and everything. And the captain basically said, look, you got a couple opportunities. One, we can stay in and hope for the best, but I know it's going to bother you. And I'd rather you not be on a patrol and be worrying about that happen because you're not going to be, the boats aren't that fast that they're going to race you back. Um, and it was getting worse. So he basically came to me and said, hey, we've got enough paperwork that I can get you out. Obviously, I'm going to put you out for unsuitability, but the unsuitability is because of your wife. Sure. Um, it's the same as you know, some people get out for unsuitability. If they're, you know, something happens, to their wife, they have to take care of kids. Like we had someone else that came to our station that she was on a boat. She was a cook and she was on a boat, but she got so seasick. She couldn't function. And because we were a technically a, um, you had to be able to go underway. They booted her out because they just, even though you could be at a station, you had to be able to get underway if you had to. So they booted her out. So the captain basically sat down with me and he says, look, if it was my wife, I would just go this route. Um, it's best for the station. It's best for the rest of the crew. And it's best for you and your wife. And I, at that point, I started going back, looking back into driving tractor trailer again, where she could be with me all the time, 24 seven. And we, that's the, the route we went. So I left a year early. Um, but I did my three, my intentions were to stay in, obviously I, I is what I was doing, but I had to make a choice and it was the best choice for both me and the station, right. And the crew that I was my boating, my boat crew. So I, I, I think I find it kind of, um, I don't know. I think it's kind of, uh, deplorable, um, kind of shitty. That's somebody that did want to legitimately do it. That had a legitimate reason to get out. I mean, I was honestly discharged. I mean, I can carry a concealed gun. I can do all this stuff. It was, you know, and I have all this documentation that that's the best they got on me that I left because of, you know, personal reasons that I took to my, um, to my captain. And it was something we talked about. So it, it's funny that that's, if you're going to get out, you know what I mean? It's not like, I'm just like, Oh, this is bullshit. I'm getting out of here. It was something I had to think about both. What's best for my wife? What's best for the state? What's best for the whole picture? Because I can't be on a crew and leave my wife in bed, not able to get up and not able to, you know, and, and her, my, my wife's friend went over and basically said, she's been, you know, kind of told, you know, just, you know, she barely eats. She doesn't do this. She doesn't function until I come back home. And I had to make that decision because, you know, 
she's my wife. I mean, I, I, you know, and we've been together 24 seven, 365 for like 18 years. There's not a lot of people that can actually say that about their relationships. I'm talking 24 seven, 365. We, we don't, I work from home. So this is kind of where, um, I found, I actually found it, you know, pretty, pretty shitty of them to say, Hey, you know, you didn't do your full commitment. Well, there's lots of people that get out. You know somebody that's gotten out for that. So if that's and that's why I said. So if that's the best Reds got for attacking me is the fact that I didn't do my full four out of three. I legitimately had paperwork that I had to take to my captain, and my wife still sees a doctor's today, and still is on medication today, and is still agoraphobic today, and still has panic attacks today. And that's what I explain. And my frustration is, I'll, I'll ramble on for a little longer because I'm good at it. My frustration is the only person that knew that was Liberty Warrior because Liberty. We, he wanted me to go and travel with him because he told me that he was going to go. Um, they knew Mike Flynn and they, he was going to try to be one of, you know, uh, Trump's main people to, to, you know, spread the word and be the news channel and all this other stuff. And they were going to go on tour um, and they were going to do all this stuff. And I'm like, Mike, I, I can't leave the house. I can't leave my wife. And he says, well, I'll pray for you and your wife. I'm like, you can pray as hard as you want, dude. I'm telling you, if that's my role, I can't. I can't do this. Um, and he basically said, okay, you know, fine. So I basically, um, and then he explained to me about his wife um, and what happened with that situation. And I, you know, so we kind of exchanged information. So I'm actually shocked because the only other person would be you, Will, you evil bastard. I told him. Uh, is that what it is? Or Liberty. So mm. I thought like that was one of the things that actually shocked me um, in regards to when Red came on the scene and started saying, I couldn't underfigure this out. And I talked to people. Well, who did you talk to, Red? Who could you possibly talk to? Some of my Coast Guard people from 20 years ago? I don't think so, Tim. Um, most likely it's going to be, you know, Liberty. So he probably went in there and, and said, you know, that that is. But I kind of wanted to ask him, you know, well, you know, I understand my wife's situation, but do you understand Liberty's wife's situation? You know, and, and a part of that. whole thing. And when you kind of pair those together, who's is worse? I'm pretty sure that I'm okay with my wife's situation. Oh, <laughs> uh, and, and lots of people get out that way. Like uh, people with PTSD, it's, it's basically like, uh, I know people that got out like unfit for duty because they had something that happened to them. I know a guy got out for Lyme disease cause he got bit by a tick and a guy got out cause PTSD was so bad. And uh, even Jeff B got out on a medical. So he, he couldn't have fulfilled a contract or he would have just been out and then got disability, but he got out on a medical by his own statement. So that doesn't make much sense, but I'm glad it's glad it's officially addressed now, I guess. Right. And that's, that was it. That's pretty much all you got on me. And, and like I said, so, and then of course I'm Antifa, Antifa Sage, um, just because like I said, the, the, and here's the best part, not the best part about this, but the reasons why me and red, I went, I don't like what red does is red picks who he wants to go after. Right. Red's not. Red's going to go after CNN for false information, what he believes to be false information. Red's going to go after this media and this media and this media, what he believes to be false information, right? Yeah. And but he's not going to go after Mike Penny. He wants to use Mike Penny's people for his benefit, right? Yeah. And said that you know they're they're just as bad. You know these people are becoming domestic terrorists. They're becoming radicalized. They're becoming mentally disturbed. 
And what happens? Mike Penny just puts out a radical video, a oh, basically yeah. a radical video that shows that he is now trying to radicalize his people towards hate and violence. Right? Yeah, that was that was a crazy video he put out. I couldn't believe that. I mean, did I just I could just say, hey, Red, I told you so. You're going to show U.S. military members getting shot while in war zones. And you're going to say, I guess they can't handle the end of the movie or whatever the hell he said. Or, or what was he say? Because I want to quote him right the, end, the end is not for everyone. The end is not for everybody? Dude, and this is what I tried to explain. Trump is not coming to ask people who can barely breathe to go and fight a war and leave their jobs and, and, and put people through this. He's basically I mean, I, special forces at this point. Come on, let's be honest. Yeah, special forces, like yellow bus special. <laughs> um, but it's like one of those things that it's like, I, you know, I talked to, to a doctor I'm going to have on the show, a legitimate MD doctor, like not just, you know, a doctor of whatever, but a legitimate one that, you know, works in general practice and sees people and stuff like that. And a lot of the stuff that she's going over, uh, and including the psychology person I'm going to eventually get on our show, um, is the fact that all of this hopium is going to drive people to drinking and drugs. That'll be the first stage because all of it's not going to come true. And then people are going to start drinking and then they're going to become more drinking. Um, and it's actually called dual diagnosis, substance abuse and mental health or co-occurring mental disorders where basically you, be, because you're hooked on hopium, you become addicted to that hopium. When that hopium goes away, you need another addiction. And it, 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 a lot of times it'll go towards, because you depression kicks in and, and things like that kick in, that that hopium stops and you still need an, your next hit of something. And it becomes alcohol and drugs. And this is the type of stuff that Red and them aren't thinking about. And you're legitimately going to drive people to drink. Oh, for and sure. People Kathy H and Red, and these are the people that are selling this to people that, like I said, what are you doing? They what are don't, you doing? They don't have answers today. They all so they all said that today was the day. It had been one year, and there was going to be a takeover at noon, and it was going to happen, and they were seeing flashes in the windows of the white. I don't know if you've seen that video, but it's clearly the reflection of a snowplow driving down the road. Yeah. It goes from one window to the next window to the next window in a perfect pattern, spaced equally. And they're like, that could be the start of detonations inside. They're going to, how long do these detonations take? Like days to bring down the White House? But yeah. um, clearly it was that. And then I, so I asked, I asked some of them today uh, on a, uh, you know, a fake account I have. I asked them like, uh, so nothing happened. We're just waiting again. This is all. Now they're changing the story to, they had to wait to today to be ready to take over, but it could happen at any point in the future. It was just today was the minimum, and now they're ready to go. Like they weren't ready to go for the last six months, year, whatever. Uh, they have no, they have no answers. I do want to give an update right quick. Um, did you hear about Charlie Ward's grandkid? Or I'm sorry, Charlie Freak's grandkid. Uh, yes, yes, you told me that. Yep. Okay, so like he got, they, they're calling it kidnapping. Basically, the father who doesn't have custody, they live down in Mexico. Uh, according to Charlie Freak's story, paid off the police with his family's wealth. He come in, snatched a kid up, used the police, had the police paid off. He did put out an update, if you're following that story, and it says, um, 
from Charlie Freak Update, the judge has ordered the police to arrest Sionade's ex-husband and to return Dante to, to her. And that all members of their family are barred from the house. Uh, and they're barred from the house and being around the mother and the child. The judge will review that tape, but it is likely that everyone there who helped in the kidnapping, including the police that Chalk held me, I guess that means choke, Chalk held me, will be arrested. Every member of uh, the ex-husband's family were present and aiding in this kidnapping. Thus, it is likely there will be arrest warrants for all of them. Now we wait and see if the police will do since six of them were present and actively participating in aiding in this kidnapping. I will update everyone tonight on the live show. So that I did see people talking about it in the chat earlier or throwing it out there. It seems like there's been some resolution there. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm not a big Charlie Freak fan, but I know that some people were last night. Uh, but there's your update for that. <clears throat> Think living in Mexico, you got to get ready for some Mexico shenanigans. Yeah, I, yeah, I would think so. I, I mean, and he's a guy that, that that has the shirtless guy living with him or something, right? Or something. But he doesn't. Yeah, he doesn't live with him. But he's always on that live stream. The shirtless guy. He's the guy that they they drink their own urine. Um, and he used to be a big fan of Charlie Ward, had a fallen out with Charlie Ward. And then he claimed that, I guess, Charlie Ward sent some people to shoot outside his house and scared him. Now he doesn't talk about Charlie Ward anymore. Um, drink your own urine. They kind of, they kind of run like a compound. Uh, I wouldn't say it's like a cult, but it's definitely a hyper religious group. I, I don't think it's cult cult full on cult, but it's, it's as close as you can get probably. Yeah, that's, um, I don't know. So basically, drinking your own urine isn't cultish. Well, like I'm talking about, like the like the control he has over his people. It's not like a Jim Jones, like he could say anything, but it is like a uh, like a Jim Jones before he left the United States kind of deal. Like uh, he could say most things they would follow. Um, I, I'm I'm not a fan of him, but some people are, I guess. But I, I've never really covered him either because it's just kind of I don't know. It's all boring and it's all faith based. It's just not just not my thing. People in the chat keep testing. Your test is complete. You win. By the way, thank you. The, the people are still giving hearts. Uh, the tap gave over 300 hearts somehow. I don't know where you got those from, but thank you for those. Sarah coming in second place and Johnny T in third place. It gives you guys ranks and medals. I can see the top three. Um, nice. We found out. So last night's show. Um, yeah. Uh, first of all, I'm glad you addressed that with Red. <laughs> Maybe he'll calm down now. Uh, we'll see. He actually showed up. He actually showed up last night in my show. I don't know if you saw the very end of my show, but he showed up as a repulsive Republican, and he was like, "What, what did he say?" He's like, "Your your show has no merit or context. You're just making fun of the way the lady talks." But yeah, that was one aspect, the way she talks, because it's funny. The rest of it, I disputed all her claims and showed proof that she wasn't, she was lying, right? Um, and then at the end, he said something like, Jaco was right. Uh, this is Antifa. You know, you're either with us or you're against us. This is Antifa. And then he said something like, um, how come nobody but the Young Turks play Cold Beer's videos, um, Cold Beer's pedo content videos? I don't even know what that meant, but that was that was Red's big hoorah yesterday. Do Turks play your videos? Uh, no, not that I know of. I don't think the Young Turks. If they did, I, I would expect to get a whole lot more views. <laughs> yeah. If that's true, uh, what the hell? Yeah. What the hell's going on? 
Eric's chat saying they didn't know that was him. That's one of his channels is repulsive Republican. That's why I was addressing him as red. If you were there to watch the show, but he is, uh, he's some special. And then this death threat video he come out with saying that one of that his weird follower got a death threat and the FBI. So apparently according to them, they yeah. reported this to the FBI and one of the yeah. agents there watched some of the channels that they appeared on and said, Good job, Patriot. Keep up the good work. <laughs> I don't think that um I don't think that would be what he would say. I don't think that, you know, an FBI agent would say towards what the FBI considers domestic terrorism from the words of the FBI, uh, keep up the good work, terrorist. I don't think that's what they would they would say. Hey, you gotta you gotta keep up the good work. And maybe maybe he's looking for, you know, a record setting arrest year and he's like, Wow, keep up keep bring me this evidence, keep up the good work. That might be true. That actually might be true. Uh, that's actually a good point. That's fantastic. When I heard that, I threw the whole narrative out. Not to mention that they said that. They also said that in the show, there's a little spot where he, where Red mentions, oh, someone I recently talked to on the show, meaning you. And then they mm -hmm. said that the FBI already had a folder full of red flags that already had your name on it or something like you had done this before. And I'm like, Sage isn't threatening people. So all those things make it a lot. Like, first of all, they don't have any of the, first of all, it wasn't Sage. There wasn't anybody that I know of. It could have been, it could have been all made up. But second of all, there isn't a folder with your name on it and people that you fucking threatened on the internet because we don't threaten people on the internet. And third, the FBI agreed with your content and your stance on what's happening in America. I doubt that. Right. That's the other thing too. It's like, how did you get this threat? Was it written? Because if it was written and it was spelled correctly, it wasn't me. It was carrier um, pigeon. Carrier pigeon. Yes. And the other two, if it was if it was voice. I mean, I'm I I don't feel I need to threaten anyone. Like I said, I it's it's not me. I, even when I went on with with Kathy, I I would rather debate you and make you look like an idiot, which isn't hard with Red, um, than actually threaten him or anybody else. It's not my style. I'll show up if you let me in. Like I tried to go into David's show, and because Kathy H felt she could, you know, just uh, ban everybody, so I'm like, all right, screw this. I'll just click the link. I'm, oh, we weren't. So hey, hey, hey! We weren't. We weren't supposed to say her name. She's the one who did that undercover review of Liberty Warriors um, MLM. We weren't supposed oh. to tell people that. We weren't supposed to tell that was Kathy H. No, wow. we weren't supposed to say Kathy H. Yeah, darn. Um, I shouldn't have posted that on my community page then. But it's out think? now. It's out now, guys. I'm sorry. I apologize. Yeah. I was supposed to keep that confidential, but I'm just. Uh, you know, loose lips sinking ships over here. Yeah, exactly. And that's another thing, too. It's like, here, Liberty, I mean, think about it. Liberty brings her into a Zoom meeting, right? And that's how Liberty does. Uh, if if he's bringing you into the Zoom meeting, he's bringing you into the, the entourage, right? The, the, or whatever the word is. Oh, yeah. Uh, the entourage. And that's how they have the meetings, right? Well, he that means he brought her in. And the first thing she does is go back to her, tell, you know, to the information and leak it and say that this is a pyramid scheme. Well, you might as well just said, hey, Will was right. This is a pyramid scheme. That's she just, right. She just left the beginning part. But she's confused. It could be a Ponzi scheme because she has no idea what a Ponzi scheme is. <laughs> yeah, that's not a Ponzi scheme, is it? Like, uh, It's a pyramid. A Ponzi I'm scheme thinking. is where you do like in you you do investing and you take the first round uh you take the 
the first round of investing is money and you tell them you invested it. And then the second round of investing you give to the first round. And then the third round you give to the second and you're always keeping some off the top. That's a Ponzi scheme. But yeah, this is MLMs are basically legal pyramid schemes. They haven't crossed the line to be classified as illegal yet. Right. So, cause that's what uh, Madoff did, right? Ponzi. Yeah. Was basically taking money and giving it to other people and saying it was their profits or something. And acting like he had invested, he was actually just holding on to a bunch of it. And he was showing such great returns that, first of all, that's what got him in trouble. It got him questioned. How do you have returns better than anybody else has had for the last 10 years? And second of all, that's what kept people saying, hey, take my money. Uh, And he was just taking it and feeding it to someone else that he had to, you know, pay off at that point. Yeah. Wow. Sarah just moved up to 437 hearts. Oh, how does that happen? Ooh, look at that. 437. Sarah takes the lead with 437. Oh, there's another uh, gift beer. Um, And there are some other things. (laughs) I don't know what all this is. Thank you, Karen. Thank you, Tap. Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate that, guys. Uh, Karen moves into the third place slot. Tap back ahead with 590. (laughs) Y'all are are showing out now. That's, That's pretty funny. This is a but pretty yeah, cool. So- this is a pretty cool. Ad. Like we can see backstage. We can see who all's here. How long we've been on um, the engagement, basically. Uh, co-hosts and sponsors, call-ins, audio effects, and music. We can see chat too. It's a pretty cool setup. I've never done this before. Hang on. We have uh, 167,000 people in here tonight. Who am oh, I? Who am I? Are we doing a fill? Oh, good job. Good Had job. A fill. Let's see. Yeah. You you guys can only see the subscribers. I can see the entire world watching me from secret spy satellites. So the number is 389,642. Take my word on it. I'll send you a screenshot yeah. later. <laughs> oh, that's another good one. I love mm-hmm. that. I'm like, no, dude, you can't even. And then the best was when he tried to add it up and he just added it up wrong right in front of us. It's like, no, that's, that's not me. That's not that even equal that what are you he was only about? he was he only was off by like uh, five times the amount that he needed to add up to i mean that was pretty close dude that's how dumb he is i'm gonna do the math and add it up wrong and still come up with 167,000. no that's twenty thousand. <laughs> whatever uh we did find some more stuff out about uh this is where i was trying to go earlier but you know how easy i get sidetracked i did find some more stuff out about uh Kimberly Kukich, though. I don't know if you guys, if you uh, saw the stuff. It's been in Telegram. There's a couple different ones. First of all, she was, she's an actress. Um, she's actually an actress. Um, and she apparently has this actress portfolio uh, where she's done little to no work at all, <laughs> any. Um, but she shared it. And it says that she did some work in the 80s and 90s, but she didn't talk about any of it. Uh, She didn't list any of those jobs she did. It was just work. She also also posted, uh, or I found a, uh, Johnny found some of it. I found some of it, uh, but he had it pegged from the get-go. I just started started with what he had. Um, She was also part of like a, trying to be part of like a comedy troupe. Or something where she, someone said they should, this video was suggested to her, which is just fucking wild to me. But um, it was uh, it was a video of her doing some stand up comedy. I'm fixing to grab it right now. Uh, I have to scroll back and get it. But it's a video of her doing some stand up comedy. Um, 
this is her star now portfolio. I'll read it to you just real quick. Um, it says, uh, it's got a picture of her, Kimberly Cuckich, actor, extra, film producer, manager, art department member, lighting crew member, uh, runner, assistant, camera operator, sound crew member, editor, post-production staffer, other film, and stage crew. It seems like she specializes in a lot. Does that say fluffer? No, no, no. That is a lot of right. things to that is a lot of things to specialize in. She is five yeah. foot six white. Um, her dress size in the UK is a ten. Uh, in the US is a six. Her hair color is brown. Hair top straight. She is she weighs approximately one hundred thirty four pounds with olive skin, brown eyes, and long hair. Credentials in nineteen ninety one she was in the Florida theater for many different acting classes. So there's that. Well, hold on, hold on. I think I can do this. And then as far as acting, it says acting experience, previous unpaid roles, and she speaks languages, English. I would mm. I would dispute that, to be honest with you. Um, mm. Extra experience, she had previous speaking roles as well, even though her only acting experience says unpaid speaking roles. Now she has previous speaking roles. That's a that's a separate issue. Um, and TV and reality, it says, I have done acting. However, it was in the late 80s and early 90s. I knew this would be a hard line of work to break into, especially back then. There was no reality TV. I changed careers and when to fly school to become a pilot, I can tell you, you won't be disappointed if you cast me. That's her full profile there, Sage. Ooh, that's um, so. Where did she go wrong? You think? I, I I thought she was I thought she was bound for greatness. I don't know where she could have messed up there. Um, it doesn't doesn't make doesn't make any sense to me. There's a couple more gifts. Uh, Karen sent a gift, and also uh, I thought there were two. Yep. Maybe I missed one. Uh, the truth unfiltered, and there's another one down here from Tap. We are all actors since this is a movie. You are right, Sandy rolls with a gift. Thank you. Um, I want to play this little bit of stand up she did. So what I found was there was this thing called redneck. Um, Redneck oh, White House 2016, and she was supposed to be Sarah Palin in this. She was going to appear as Sarah Palin. Now, it never got off the ground, but it was it was anti-conservatives, and now she's she works on the Trump campaign. That makes a makes a lot of sense there. Hey, that mm. right off the bat. If this will pop up, all right. I got this. I got this keyed up. But yeah, so sh this is her stand up she did after she did like a stand up class here. Um, she did a little stand up spot that we're going to listen to. Um, she again sh the the spot she was casted in. We'll listen to this in a minute. But the redneck White House was. They literally said, "We're going to cover all the conservatives because they make our job easy." But we will cover a progressive or a liberal if they say something stupid. Like she's she's literally not on our side in 2016. But here's here's a little taste of her comedy sage. Ooh, class members, and then our headliner, ladies and gentlemen, welcome Kimberly Kukic. Let her hear it, Kimberly. Hey 
guys. Thanks, Les. Thanks to McCurdy's. This was a great 10 days of learning this. If you seriously, if you've never done anything like this, you might want to consider doing something like this. It was a lot of fun. I couldn't decide what material I wanted to use. So I'm more of a storyteller. So I um, I'm going to tell you about my aviation career. I was in aviation. I started as a flight attendant, became a pilot. But the best part was being the flight attendant, right out of like flight attendant training. How about this airplane food? Um, you go through this flight attendant training for about six weeks, right? And believe it or not, people, we really do need to know a lot of stuff up in the air. I mean, they make fun of flight attendants all the time, but we do need to know a lot of stuff, like how to put out a fire, how to handle a medical emergency, blah, 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 blah. So the one thing they don't prepare you for is what the names that you will hear out of the, the pilots. They call you like when they need coffee, you know, they got that little, if you're ever on a plane, you'll see them, they pick up the phone and they're talking. Well, they're talking to the cockpit. So when a pilot calls you, They'll call you and you'll hear, hey, Sky Wench, can you get me some coffee? Oh, We're not yeah. politically correct in the airlines, people. Or we'll hear, galley bitch, I need a juice. My wow. favorite was when they'd say, hey, tail gunner, can you come up here? We, we need, we need some food. So, yeah. Um, so that was some of the things that you get called as a new flight attendant right out of school and you're not prepared. They don't teach you that in the training. The other thing they don't teach you is, uh, when you get out of flight attendant training, they're going to say, um, you get on board the, the aircraft and they're going to say, Hey, uh, we need some air samples, air samples. Yeah, before we get to the next destination, you need to go around the aircraft and collect some air samples from the passenger vents up above. So I'm like, okay, yeah, we need three of them. Okay, so I get a six sack. That's what we call them. They're sitting in your seat back pocket. Sometimes they got puke in them when you get on the plane. Anyway, so yeah, so you get the six sack out and you go around to these little vents and you, you know, collect your ear sample. So I'm supposed to hand these in, right, to, to the gate agents when we get to our uh, outstation. Guys, wait, there's a, I know everybody's, I know everybody's already rotting her off. There's a big punchline. Wait, it's awesome. I think we figured out where she went wrong. So I go around and I'm thinking to myself, they didn't train us this in school. So I go around and I'm getting my air samples, three air samples. So we get off the aircraft and I've got like five gate agents lined up and they're already laughing as they see me coming with my three little air samples. So they all go to grab the air samples and as they popped them, the joke was on them. I filled them with spit. Spit goes flying, they're all wet. Guys, she she filled the air samples with human spit. She filled an entire three bags, three barf bags 
with human spit. That explains why she always has so much spit in her mouth while she's trying to talk. She she turned on the spit production and she hasn't turned it off since 1991. Nice. One time worked with flight attendant. Uh, well, my crew. One time I worked with the flight attendant that uh, had a problem with the passenger. Passenger had a cat on board. And that's fine, you know, under the seat back in front of you, you know, in your little cage. Well, this passenger didn't like to follow the rules. She kept bringing the cat out of the cage, putting it on her lap, petting it, wanting to show it around all these other passengers. Well, you got people in a closed environment that could be allergic. You know, you're not supposed to have this cat out. So the flight attendant I was working with, and she had seniority, she says, ma'am, you got to put the cat away. You got to put the cat away. You know, constantly during the whole flight. You know, I mean, we were really having a hard time with this lady. Do we, you know, I mean, and then, then it's a judgment call. Do you like, you know, stop at a different destination because this woman's giving you a hard time? Then you got 156 passengers pissed off at you. Well, the flight attendant I was working with took the cat after like 10 times and threw the cat in the overhead bin. <laughs> no, threw it in the overhead bin, man. Cat, yeah, and those overhead bins have holes in them so they can go from like the front end to the back end and trap, cat pissed all over everything. Everybody's clothes was full of piss. Another little hazing thing we do in the airlines, little visine in the coffee. Ooh. I don't know if any of you ever heard of that trick, but you know, you got a captain that keeps calling you a tail gunner, you give him two drops of visine and you let him see that porcelain potty all night. Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Have a great night. So, what do you think, Sage? Um, I, I see what, what where it went wrong. I see where it went horribly wrong. Hashtag um, season three is for trash people. <laughs> wow. Uh, I did see, sorry, I didn't mention it earlier. I was trying to keep up with him. I did see Sandy Roll also sending a gift uh, with some beer. Thank you for that. Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to see them all without missing any. Thank you guys for the support. Um, so she did, she did some stand up. This was after taking, I guess, an improv class. I guess this McCurdy's class show is like McCurdy's does like a, a stand up comedian class. And then the class show is when they come out like at the end of the class and they all, they all participate in a show. And this was her, her show up, her show out, I guess. Ouch. I could hear yeah. you laughing. I had to actually mute Sage. You guys don't know this. I had to mute Sage. He was, he was rolling on the floor laughing. It was, it was pretty bad. It was it, when she said spit, uh, he lost it. Absolutely. I, I lost it. You still, you still sound like you're giggling a little bit. I, I am. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm giggling with, with glee in, in the extent of the comedy that I've just watched. Comedy genius, I might say. Comedy genius. Will someone give Tap another heart? He's sitting at 666 hearts. Uh, it's. I'm afraid he's bringing some type of evil upon him, and he's also about to go into that haunted house <laughs> scenario. Uh, we should probably give him all the help we can get. Uh, so this wasn't the only one she appeared in, though. I want you to listen to... now. She was cast for this other one, right? But it never it never took off. It was called Redneck. 
White House. Sorry, I'm typing it in as we speak. Redneck White House 2016. And um, I'm going to show you a clip from it. She's Did not it in it. Go ahead. Did she age like 100 years over the last four years? Something like that. Like 100, 150, something like that. Yeah. But I'm not sure. Uh, but yeah, she, she does not appear in this. This is actually... Uh, all this is is like a... Um, this is like a pitch for a GoFundMe. They had this on Kickstarter, and they wanted people to back them for $10,000 to produce season one, 13, 10 to 13 episodes of Redneck White House 2016. So this is just a this is a glimpse of it, but she was cast, and we never got to see it because it would have been awesome, of course, as Sarah Palin. She would do a good Palin, don't you think? Uh, yeah, they're about the same intelligence, I think. Ooh. Oh, yeah. So here's this is this is this is one of the uh, one of the clips here. I actually have a clip with her in it talking about it. But this is this is the Kickstarter one. Mm. It starts off at a new set. And where do these numbers come from, Luann? Oh, let me back up. All right, I was I'd already playing it. I thought I backed it up. Here we go. Redneck White House. This is a hammer hammering in Redneck White House for three minutes. Oh my god. <laughs> the the top of the Capitol building just popped up on the screen and it screen it goes doing <laughs> pure pure genius. Oh god. I wish I had these comedic skills here. This is probably what Red was doing when he was uh, pretending like he was part of Second City. Mm, that could be. That could be. All right, so we've got a moose in the in the wood in the grass. A moose in the grass. Fantastic. Oh, it's antler broke. Oh, purple moose entertainment. Awesome. Alright, so the scene is set. We are at the Redneck News Center. Um, I'm, I'm not going to describe it. It would just be bad. Good evening, America. Welcome to RDNK. I'm Walt Avery bringing you tonight's news. We're going live to Luann Lincoln at the Tea Party Convention in Atlanta, Georgia, where a very important announcement is expected. Good evening, Walt. In politics, the numbers are in. According to statistics, it's clear. If rednecks were to band together and vote, they'd be a formidable force in the political arena. And where do these numbers come from, Luann? These stats were obtained from the networks. In particular, the statistics were compiled based on the numbers of viewers of such shows as Jeff Dynasty, Honey Boo Boo, Buckwild, and anything with Jeff Foxworthy. And let's not forget those pageant moms, Luann. So making fun of rednecks and stuff that rednecks like, like Honey Boo Boo and uh, whatever else they were talking about there. Pageant moms. All, all good content. 
My fellow Americans, especially those interested in funding our project, thank you for being here. Please hold your questions until the end of my presentation. I'm Donna Lee, executive producer of Redneck White House 2016. Uh, so this is the lady that actually does her interview later on. This is this is the woman who who took screenwriting classes and wrote the script. I think she had five episodes written last uh, uh, Facebook update, but they never produced any of them. But this is the woman here that's begging for the money. Mm. She is. I, w I know you guys can't see it. She's a sight to behold. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, she's a. Uh... We are asking for funding for our serial Big red. parody shorts created for YouTube. Our purpose in creating this episodic parody is to make fun of all the stupidity in politics, mainly Tea Party antics, but liberals will be raised as well if and when they say or do something. S-T-U-P-I-D. For you illiterates out there, I just feel stupid. We plan to expose stupidity in politics at every chance. Our main characters are Sarah Palin and Jeb Bush. Sarah because she makes our job so incredibly easy, and Jeb because the last thing we need in the White House is another Bush. We plan to lambast Cheney, Paul, Ryan, Carson, and the Clintons. We need funds to lease the necessary sets, pay for software, and to purchase insurance and film permits. $10,000 will help us pay for season one, which will be 10 to 13 episodes, and cover Sarah and Jeb on the campaign trail. If all goes well, season two will focus on their first month in the White House. Now, all questions will be answered based in order of your funding. After all, this is politics. Thank you. So that was it. It was, it was we need $10,000 to make fun of the Tea Party. Thank you, Tap. Thank you, Sandy Roll. I appreciate it. Um, that was that was the comedy genius that she was going to be. She just missed out on it, Say She could have been the next. I don't know any funny women, but she could have been the next one of those. <laughs> Uh, she could have, um, but she, I, I, I see where she went wrong. Once you start making fun of airplane pilots, it's all downhill. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And, and then, you know, once you become, uh, ESPN with Trump, you, you're just, you, you, where do you go from there? You're right. <laughs> you can't go in anymore. I mean, how can you, you're hooked up with Trump through your mental, you know, third eye and, um, is it, that in King Tut, right? King Tut's in the back of that room. Oh Tell yeah, Tut. Yeah. Isn't isn't the airplane bit? Isn't that some old Seinfeld stuff? <laughs> like about yeah, this airplane much. food or whatever? Um, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know where she got that from. Uh, she, she was also so Kimberly Cuckett was also uh, interviewed uh, about the show. Um, Let's see. I don't remember how I found the interview. Oh, I think I just got it from Johnny. I think that's what Johnny sent me. Let me grab it right quick, and we'll at least listen to the Kim part. Give you a little bit of inside the head of Kim Kukic. Mm, God, that's exactly where I want to go. I think we all need a little bit of that, to be honest with you. A little bit more carefree. A little bit more exciting, don't you think? Yeah. Uh, it's obvious. It's obviously better. I don't. I don't know where you, where you think that's we a, went wrong. That's a scary trip. Scientists <laughs> are going to break that thing open and say where we went wrong here. Surely not. I think. I think it'll be all right. Let me. Uh, let me. Let me grab it right quick. I think. I think you're overreacting already. You think. Uh, all right. Acting like a woman. That explains why you're not funny either. Um, oh. 
<laughs> Johnny said you should probably take notes from Kim. It would be a step up. I didn't say that. Johnny said that. Johnny B just needs to settle down because I'm waiting for all the stuff that him and his brother Jeff said to come true. Do you think do you think Johnny's one of those? One of those tops? I don't know. I think he might be the hidden he might be the he might be the uh the hidden sneaky spy on the team and he's, oh. he's out here trying to figure us all out. What do you think? He, he's the plant, do you think? You, were no. the the- you think he's the inside man? I think so. Hmm. I have to keep keep an eye on him. I don't I don't know about that. Right, I'm going to try to find the start of this interview and let's let's see what she had to say back in. This is from August 17th of 2016. August 17th of 2016. Her path to her passion. Hi, Kim. Hello, Donna. Thank well, you for having me. Welcome to Culture Coast. So tell us a little bit about your, before we get to your current production, where did you start in film? When did you first know that you liked filmmaking and the whole industry that would have to be back in high school i was kind of like uh, that little girl that would always put on productions when they were little for their parents and their family and then in high school i actually started drama and theater back in the suburbs of chicago to get out of some of the other classes (laughs) Right, that's a cheap reason to get out, but at the same time, Chicago is a very big town for, for productions. I mean, they're pretty much world famous. If, if, if you've got a top five in this country, Chicago is one of them. Mm. Yeah, but back then when I did it, now I'm getting... We're not going to give your age away. Thank you. <laughs> well, anyway, back when I did it, it wasn't so much as production in Chicago. It was mainly the news, you know, the big news cast stations but not a lot of production. I did theater. Saturday night? Uh, they had Second City. Okay. that's I remember there was some huge comedy. Yeah, right outside Chicago in the northern side. Second City, she's alluding to. The same thing that Red uh, alludes to him being a star of. Is there any proof of any of that? Can that be searched at all? Uh, you would think there's some big names that come out of Second City. So, like, even Steve Carell and people like that appeared there. It's, like, it's almost like a... Um, it's almost like a feeder for like going to Saturday Night Live. It was it was like that. They like a lot of the people who did really well there ended up going on to Saturday Night Live or on to Hollywood. Uh, but you would think there would be like a list of even like there's alumni from there, but you know none of these people are listed. Uh, but I'm not sure they cover every name. If you went there once and like bombed and got chased out, I don't think your name would be on there. But as far as these people claiming to be like have a residency there, basically like where you stay there, you appear regularly, blah, blah, blah. I, I don't, I can't find any of their names there. Amazing. Suburbs. They had um, Second City, which is where a lot of comedians came from to uh, supply Saturday Night Live. And so when I was about 14, freshman in high school. I took drama class to get out of some of the other harder classes as an elective. What I didn't know was, one, I'd fall in love with it. And two, my theater teacher took me under her wing because she said she saw natural, God-given talent. So I stuck with drama and theater all the way through high school. Very cool. So when you graduated, what then? Did you were you in any productions while you were in high school other than the high school ones? I actually, yes, I um, 
was in high school productions along with, we did some, I believe, at one of the theaters, and the theater right now escapes me. And I don't want to say the wrong one. Okay. But we did. Oh, she was she was in post-high school theater. She just can't remember which theater it was. Yeah, that usually happens. Mm. Mm. We did. And I remember Yankee Doodle Dandy was what so we did. So live performance. Live performance, yes. It was a lot of fun. And you have to remember your lines then. You don't yeah. get you don't get away with what you get away with in film today where you can have a close idea of what you have to say, but you don't have to be exact because they can keep doing takes. Oh, absolutely. You don't and have a second take in a produ- live production. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. And that was one of the hardest things, but I had a good memory, and my drama teacher saw that. All right. So what did you do after high school? Well, after high school, um, my drama teacher wanted me to go on to Second City, and it set up an interview, but... My parents weren't really keen of Kim going to Hollywood or <laughs> Kim going out there. You know, I don't think... They didn't see Entertainer as a... A viable option. Yeah, a good career. Right. So I said, okay. Well, even though it was my passion, I had another passion at the time because my dad loved flying. And he would take me, since the time I can remember, to Oshkosh, Wisconsin, which is the biggest air show in the U.S. <laughs> so we would go to do that every summer in July. And that was my other passion. So, along two passions, uh, comedy and and production and theater and airplanes. That that kind of breaks her down of, of what she's seeking out with her life goals. Mm. So she became a funny flight attendant. You get it? I get it now. Finally, I understand. Okay. Uh, so no, I don't. I don't get it. Along the way, after high school, it uh, took me a while, but eventually I found aviation, and that was the next big thing. Flying was my other passion that I absolutely loved. All right. Now, how did you get into that? Did you go to college to learn flying or flight school, or how does how do you become a pilot? Pl- I went to the College of Airplanes. Yeah. Limited university. Pilot. Well, there's actually several different ways. You can go to the university. You can go to your local airport. They usually have a chapter of Young Eagles or something along those lines where they can get you involved. For me, actually, my path was a little different. I became a flight attendant first and fell in love with, I knew, I knew after like two months, I want to learn to fly. I got to learn to fly. I got to be up there. I got to know. <laughs> kind of so, like being the, the back rider on a motorcycle. Since they share the same backstory, do you think that Red went on to be a flight attendant? Well, he was a butler. He was a butler. Somebody, yeah, you didn't know that? I, I didn't know he was a butler. Yeah, he actually said that he was around Secret Service people because he was a butler. Oh, that makes uh, zero sense. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so he knew how some stuff worked because he was a butler for somebody. Mm, Robert, man, you got to keep, you got to stop that. Yeah, I think it was on Mike's show that he was a butler. Ooh. Cycle, you, yeah. know you want to ride the, you want to be the driver of the motorcycle. Yes, exactly, exactly. It wasn't for any other reason than this is just cool. Most of them are guys that do it. I want to be a female that does it. You know, in the like that industry. Uh-huh. So I started flight lessons about two or three months after I became a flight attendant. Now, were you with a major airline? I actually was with a regional airline. We were a subsidiary of United Airlines, and we were United Express. 
Okay. And then after uh, we had, I'd been working there a while, United Express and United had a divorce. Oh. And we took our little planes out, but but then we decided we were going to be a bigger, and we wanted to become one of the low cost carriers. Ah. So we became Independence Air out of Washington. She's talking like she was the CA, CEO of the company. She was a flight attendant. She's like, oh, we broke off from United. Then we decided, what are our goals here at this corporation? Well, we would like to become low-cost carriers for up and down the East Coast. And I put my vote in. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and the board members all listened to my opinion. It's probably because I spit on them. Um, and that's basically why what happened, and that's is who we are today. <laughs> who, are we, who are we again? What company was I talking about? Yeah. What, what, what uh, Spitbags. Spitbags oh. Express. Airline. Gotcha. Gotcha. Candullus. We had Airbus 319s. Airbus 320. And the small CRJ jets. So did you transport a lot of politicians? Actually, we had. We had a. We had, when you said Washington Dulles, I would expect you to be transporting lots of them. The one that really stands out most of all on my plane, actually, was Tim Russer before he died. He was on my plane. Nice guy. Great guy. All right. Now, you're a pilot. What? You did become a pilot. Yes, I got in an internship program. I got in an internship program, and I was going to flight school, doing all my flight lessons for years, and then God threw me a curveball. Okay. I got sick. How, what, what happened? You say you got sick. Cancer? I, well, it's a rare cancer genetic disease, and I had 117 colon polyps. So they had to take, well... Colon cancer. Yeah. And there was, like, no... Now, you've got you to be very careful here, uh, Donna Lee. You gotta. You can't suggest what she should say because she's just gonna say yeah. She said, "I had a rare genetic disease," and she said, "What was it?" And she said, "Well, I had 117 colon polyps." She never said she had colon cancer until you said, "Oh, colon cancer." She said, "Yes." Uh, you gotta be very careful with what you suggest to her because it ends up she's just going to agree with you. That's that's the way it works apparently. Um, so that's that's that where she went with that. You, is that actually how you get colon cancer? You just have somebody suggest it to you and you agree with it and then you've got it? I don't know. Is it contagious? I don't want anybody to suggest it to me. That would be horrible. Yeah, by suggestion. I don't think it's contagious by suggestion. Uh, maybe for her. Maybe. Um, I, don't, I don't. So, like, this whole story doesn't make. So, if you don't know, you can become. If you already have your private pilot's license, which she's kind of alluding to the fact that she does. She just said that she got an internship and she was training to be a pilot, taking her classes for years. You can be a commercial pilot in seven months. Um, yeah, if you're already as a private, it, it wouldn't be years, right? Yeah, private, private pilots, I've looked into this because I told you guys the other day, like I wanted to do this, but it just, it, it's not feasible. It's too expensive. But a private pilot's license takes about 40 hours total you have to have uh 20 instructed 10 solo and then 10 other of a mix and then a commercial pilot's license only takes 250 hours like a flight especially if you're in some type of internship or whatever and then of course you have to have 
instrumentation ratings and shit like that but still you're looking at another couple hundred hours you could easily do it even even in a structured school program they like pick you up from nothing and kick you out seven months later ready to take a job with a so i don't know what school she was in for years uh but i would i would get my money back or my time back or something sue the way around it you were going it's bad you usually die of this rare genetic disease called familiar adenoma polyposis fap did you have any other family members from with this did they die my aunt died at 55 but we didn't know that's what she died of we knew she had colon cancer and spread to the liver and the pancreas and you didn't know it was one that was genetic exactly until okay. you yeah so now everybody else in your family is getting checked regularly everybody now has to have their colonoscopies every year okay so now you're a pilot and you get sick what happens then well then you God gives you by the way lots of gifts coming in johnny t with a couple um i saw sandy with a couple karen with uh karen with some thank you guys for those i'm sorry if i miss them i'm trying to catch them all curveball you better oh e, e triple seven as well <laughs> so i realized okay this is probably not going to be good for my aviation career and it wasn't as a flight attendant, as a pilot, doesn't matter. I cannot be a crew member without a colon. I'm rolling without a colon. <laughs> so that's where... Oh, man. How long? How long has she planned on using that line? I'm rolling without a colon. Wow. That's, uh... That had to be it. That she had to be saving that one up to, to go public with it, right? You've seen what she did when she had all the time in the world to come up with a comedy routine. Like, it probably took her years to come up with rolling without a colon. Like, at least. And she's been saving it for this moment on this interview. And she got it. Score. Went perfect. Touchdown. Go in the end zone. Do the dance. That means she has a colostomy bag? That's a good point. That's what Trump. That's that's what Trump. That attracted Trump to her. That's how they they come together. He could smell the bullshit on her the same as we can smell it on him, and uh, you just smell that shit, and then you're like, there it is. I just got a message. Let me read this message here. Sure. All right. So the message I got was, uh, hang on. Go. Come here. Uh, on my thing, it says, Michael Kyle says, don't listen to cold beer. He's an asshole. Oh, no. Surely oh, not. No. Who would say that about me? Michael Kyle. Michael Kyle. Michael Kyle, can you hear me? Are you out there? <laughs> now paging Michael Kyle. Michael Kyle, please come to the front of the store. Michael Kyle, please come to the front of the store. I think he'll be all right. He'll he'll pull through. I don't think he likes the Kimberly Cuckitch. Yeah, that just popped up on my thing like two minutes ago. From a what? A comment or something? Yeah, commented on my um, YouTube. Oh, okay. They'll be all right. Will they? I think they will. Start acting again. He doesn't have a colon. You think that's why he's mad? Because he doesn't have a colon either? Yeah, probably. There, there's some, there's some shitty people. Now I take up acting again. Okay. Well, I'm going through, you know, the dealing the treatments. With, yeah, and... you know, it was rough for about two to three years, really rough. 
And there are good days, bad days now. But you know what? I roll with them. All right. So how how did you get back jumping into acting in your early 40s is not an easy task. How did you go about doing that? Well, believe it or not. In a salute to Doug from Fraud News Network, I would like to say, I would like to say, Mitchell Kendricks, go back to mommy's basement. That's for you, Michael Kyle. Just hmm. for you. I had a God dream. I have God dreams. And God said in a God dream. Here we go. I have God. You know God dreams? I have God dreams. And God said to me in a God dream. What do you think's next, Sage? Here's your guess. What did God tell her to do in a God dream? Uh, vote for Trump. To vote for Trump. Uh, I don't think she voted for Trump. Uh, she's actually still in this production where they're making fun of Trump. But in a God dream, here we go. You need to go and contact Kimberly Clark because you can make dependent commercials. You need to go contact the company, Kimberly Clark, because you can make commercials about Depends undergarments. Adults wow. undergarments. How 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 specific is God typically in these God dreams? I didn't think it was that specific, but I guess I was wrong. The Kimberly Clark Company produces adult undergarments, and she knew that if she showed up, because God Dream told her, God in God Dream, you know about God Dreams? I have God Dreams. God Dream told me to go to the Kimberly Clark Corporation and let's make commercials about adult diapers. <laughs> I wish this was all a skit that I put on years ago. Uh, it is not. This is 100% her and her interview. I swear. All right, so Kimberly Clark, um, that that's what it was. It was about the the, the dream was that specific. Yeah, it, that they yeah. they make commercials because Kimberly Clark doesn't actually make commercials. They just order them, right? They hire production companies to make their commercials because they own sixty seven products. You've heard of that are yeah. mainstream in the grocery store. So they. Um, Kimberly they Clark is a with their production company, or how did that work? Oh, sorry, hold on. Well. No, go ahead, go ahead. Kimberly Clark is just a like the manufacturer type thing, right? And, and the girl, the lady, even asked her like they they hire people to make their and she's like, oh no, they hire production companies. And then she's like, they hired the production. Apparently, Kim no. Cuckitch just became a production company by talking to Kimberly Clark, and the, the, none of this makes sense. And they just glaze right over. I'm gonna back up just ten seconds here. Uh, here we go products you've heard of that are yeah. mainstream and they make them um that that's what it was it was about the the, the dream was that specific yeah, it, that they, yeah. they make commercials because kimberly clark doesn't actually make commercials they just order them right they hire production companies to make their commercials because they own 67 products you've heard of that are yeah. mainstream in the grocery store so they um they put you in touch with their production company or how did that work well, they actually did. They hired the production crew. They loved my story when I contacted them. 
They they actually did. They hired a production crew. They said, stop the presses. We need a production crew willing to take on Kim Kukic. We love her story. We love her story. We need her in our commercials. Oh, thank God. Kimberly Clark is, like I said, it's a manufacturing company. I remember when I was with Schneider, we, Kimberly Clark. So Kimberly Clark does stuff like, I don't know, Scotty's tissues and um, Huggies and, and depends. stuff like that. And depends. But they don't, they're not the ones that are doing the commercials. Huggies would be doing commercials, right? Yeah, well, I mean, even Huggies wouldn't be doing commercials. Some some production company would be doing a commercial for Huggies. Hire some production company to bring in babies and do commercials. Sure. Kimberly Clark has nothing to do with it. Kim, Kimberly Clark, the company, has nothing to do with, with that after that. I don't think you heard her story. She went to Kimberly Clark and said, I had a God dream. And God told me that I need Depends, and I need Depends commercials. And I think we should work together. And they said, whoa. You had a God dream? Let us call a production company that will hire you immediately. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's... Uh, um, I'm going to call bunk on this one. If you're not picking up what I'm putting down, it's fine. We can move on. We can, Let's move on, because I'm just not picking it up, and I'm drowning here without my shovel. And uh, told them about my story, and they hired a production crew, and the production crew came here to Florida, and started. Okay, so you were already here on the Culture Coast by then. Correct. Were you a flight attendant here, or were you a flight attendant up in Chicago area? I lived here for the last 30 years, but I also had an apartment up in Chicago because I would commute. Oh, okay. So you were, because you were a pilot and they make decent money, you had both? Yeah. Well, when I was a crew member, a flight attendant, I was only in an internship program for being a pilot. So I would commute back and forth. Okay. Very cool. Nice. And it was a nice life. Yeah, and, and it's good that you were able to travel, too. Not extensively, but that's pretty nice travel. Absolutely. To be able to see the world on somebody else's dollar and get paid for it. That's very cool. I was living a dream for about 15 years. That's good. And now you're living a new dream. Yes. Now so, it's reinvention. So Kimberly Clark hires a production team to do this your story, and they said, yes, we want you to be the spokesperson for your story, correct? Correct. All right. So how did it, how did that grow into a career in acting? Because that's kind of where you're heading now. Well, after I started doing the first commercial, it led to more, and then it led to voiceover work with them. And it's like when you open a door and you don't know where the door's you know, going to take you on the other side. And it just kind of blossomed, and I started getting to know production, and I started kind of doing some of my own production, networking. How much would you pay to see a Kimberly Cuckick original feature-length film? Wow, how much? I Definitely, that would be interesting. The sky's the limit. Yeah, yeah, I might actually pay money for that. Yeah, even if I had to, even if I had to purchase it and then charge tickets to recoup my losses, uh, of course, why wouldn't I mean it's a blockbuster? Uh, everybody would need to wear depends in the theater just from the the comedy genius of Kimberly Cuck Itch. Mm. <clears throat> so not just acting now. Now you're doing the production itself. Are you doing the writing for some of it? Yes. All right. So now you're doing writing for your little stories. Correct. 
And what other types of things? Have you worked for anybody besides the Kimberly Clark crew? Well, I actually started Entertainment 941, and I would go around our local area. And here in do, Florida. Here in Florida. And do interviews with, um, like, uh, the businesses that cater to, to tourism or entertainment. So I did some interviews with Big Cat Habitat and a couple other on, online. And what did you do with those? Did you put them on YouTube, or where are where are those productions? They are actually on YouTube. Chat, I do have, I just found this, breaking, breaking news. Wow. Don't say that again. I can validate her story, and here's how. I okay. just found a YouTube channel called entertainment941.com. It does have a one interview. It has six subscribers, and it has one interview with E-Report, Big Cat Habitat, and Gulf Coast Sanctuary. And under subscriptions, the very first channel listed under subscriptions is what, Sage? Donald Trump? Depend, depends. The Depends <laughs> Adults undergarment channel if that's not okay. proof what do you i mean do you want me to you want me to paint a picture for you i i i no i that's that's perfectly painted c c with crayons i think yeah. that that is absolutely a crayon picture dot connect the dots perfect gotta be perfect i feel like we can talk about this after the show but i feel like you didn't like my news alert sound and news alert sound was very interesting um, I'm going to see if I can find one because that was, do it again. Can you do it exactly again? Can you not exactly. just rec record? We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. All right. Back to the video. YouTube, under my name on my YouTube page. And that would be the 941? Correct. Okay. 941 Entertainment? Entertainment 941. Which but is you can our actually, area code. Yes. But you can actually find it under Kim Kukic. Okay. And uh, where... <laughs> and because of this, how is it that you um, ended up finding the Redneck White House production. I found the Redneck White House production online, and it's kind of a funny story. All right. When I saw it, about... What? <laughs> I can't so, believe she said it's kind of a funny story. I can't believe she said that. This woman hired Kimberly Cuckage because she was probably the only person that applied. She knows... Kim's comedy. So when listen to her voice, when Kim says it's actually a funny story, she's like, "All right." <laughs> she knows there are no funny stories coming from Kim. <laughs> I mean, it's almost like, "Damn, I wish I wouldn't have asked that." Right? She's—you can almost hear that in her. Oh shit! It's gonna be a funny story. Shit. I have a family member who thinks they're just hilarious. And so like when we get together and they're not, but when we get together at like family stuff and they always come in, they're like, who wants to hear a joke? And like, no one speaks. Like, they're just like, Oh, this football on. And somebody's like, Oh, Turkey looks good. Like no one answers the question because there's no chance of hearing a joke from that person. It just won't be funny. It'll just be a statement of fact and no one will laugh. Uh, this woman wow. has heard it and knows what's fixing to happen. You have someone that basically misspelled diabetes as a survivor tattooed, correct? Diabetes. Diabetes. The diabetes survivor misspelled. That's yeah. horrible. Tattoo. Prison style. 
Nice. Redneck White House production. I found the Redneck White House production online, and it's kind of a funny story. All right. When I saw it about, I don't know, five, six months ago, I applied, and I thought, okay, this sounds like something I might fit. And I didn't hear anything. And like two or three months goes by, and then I get a phone call saying, hey, you still interested in Redneck White House? And I was like, well, I thought you filled this <laughs> position as an actress. And they're like, yeah, we did. But it kind of fell through. So it was very interesting how I ended up in this position, and then it just gelled with the production company. Yes. So tell us a little bit about your role in Redneck White House 2016, which is a show that's still in production but should be ready for viewing within the next month or two. Yes. Um, the role that I play, first of all, let me say Redneck White House 2016 is a political comedy. They make fun of everyone across the board equally. Mm. Uh, I, it's, so easy. it's so easy to do this. <laughs> yeah, they give us a lot of good material this election, don't they? <laughs> okay, so you, you play Sarah Palin. Correct. All right, and what part does she play in this production? Well, Sarah Palin, uh, without giving away too many details of this production, which I'm not, you know, I'm not allowed to, to say too much right now. But her mm. part is one of the larger parts. She's actually uh, the lead. And it's more about her and her life because it's a takeoff. So she, uh, she, she got a, lead. Yes, she got a lead, lead role. A lead role in this production. And it's already ready for cancellation. I mean, put out. They're literally talking about the Republicans running for office and how funny they are and the Tea Party and the Redneck. Like, she didn't start, you know, telepathically speaking to Trump and working for him until it was beneficial for her to, to, to line her pockets, uh, which seems to be a common theme with a lot of these people. Give me liberty or give me multi-level liberty, if you know what I mean. Hells yeah. And if you don't believe me, I'll bring multi-liberty guy to sell it to you too because that's right i can look yeah, on linkedin and see who's my upline yeah Kath, that was because of kathy h you know that right oh wasn't it i'll bet you she i'll bet you i'll bet you she started digging in and it got out and we weren't supposed to say her name oh why because that's that's a that's a nameless faceless audio recording that that was supposed to be, you know, submitted for her protection. Kathy H actually sent me that audio recording with a holiday card. It was very strange. I actually I believe that. I believe that. To you and the loved one. That's right. So it, it's a comedy that follows her running for the White House? Yes. It so is. she's a candidate. She's a candidate and it's Funny. <laughs> the writer on this, it could be writing for Saturday Night Live. That's how good of a, that's how good the writing is on this. It's like it's Saturday that good. Night Live. It could okay. be. It could. Now she's talking to the writer uh, that's interviewing her. That's how good the yeah. writing is. It could be Saturday Night Live. This person, the writer on this, I'm telling you, astronomical. Yeah, it could be. Oh. Now if we can just. 
get it all done and <laughs> see the finished product. That would be great. So where do you see it going from here? Do you have, do you have ideas where this might take you? Uh, you career-wise yeah. or, or career right wise. Career-wise. Um, Nowhere. I am hoping yeah. that it takes me to television. You know, I put that little prayer in all the time and hope that you plant the seed and it grows. And it doesn't just take me. I'm hoping it takes the whole cast and that writer of Redback Right House. And and you see it being a, a Sarah Palin. You took to that role very well. Yeah, actually, I did. <laughs> I, you do you do resemble her quite a bit. <laughs> and I, let me tell you, I have that little airhead thing once in a while. <laughs> All right. It wasn't hard playing her. <laughs> you do have kind of her accent, not quite the same, but very close. It's it's definitely a northern. It's not a drawl. There, there's is more of a twang. Yes, they have a, a twang, don't you know? <laughs> yes, we can get into Sarah Palin. I can talk like her. <laughs> <laughs> Got the impersonation nailed. I don't know about you, but that was it. It, yeah, I guess maybe we have a different interpretation of the word nailed. Nailed, like as in nailed it. Mm, not so much. Mm. I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. It had some static in it. Yeah, that's pretty much exactly. <laughs> so that was how you got the role between the look and being able to imitate her. her sound yeah actually i had never actually imitated her before but people would come up to me uh periodically and say oh you know who you look like you look like sarah palin when my hair was up <laughs> no, no you don't <laughs> why is she just lying like there is nothing in this interview true not even the god dream not even i don't even nothing nothing at all um, <laughs> Go ahead, go ahead. I had part I of it back. Okay, very nice. So you're hoping that this takes off and you might get into television. If if it's not television, are you open to other local productions? Because here in the Culture Coast, we are really growing on film productions, television productions, movies. There is just so much out there. So now that you're oh, building on your resume, you might even go local until you can hit the big time. Oh, I absolutely do plan to go local, and there is a local... Only local until she hits the big time. We all know how this ends up, you know, six years later, and it is... It's uh, Excuse me, Kim, is there any way we can possibly portray you as a wacky domestic terrorism who thinks they're working for Trump and speaking to him mentally through ESP, who he has no idea who you are? Do you think we can get you for that role? Because it's available... Uh, are you available? All coming up sevens for Kim in 2022. I tell you that much. Group. Okay. Yeah. And this Minnesota film group meets every month, and I do plan to join that and do a lot for the community local, whatever I can, so that you can get your name out there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But you know what? I got to pick roles that I can play. You know what I mean? Because I can do it well if the role fits me. Right. You don't want to. You know what amazes me, honestly, about this link is this group of people are the same people that every time there's a national tragedy, uh, every time something horrible happens, every time there's a president inaugurated, every time something doesn't go their way or 
suck up to Trump. They're always clones and actors. Even even Jeff B was running around saying Gavin Newsom was an actor because he saw a posting for a Gavin Newsom like character. Let, let me let, let me make sure. I, let me did I explain that? I explained that right. Because I actually called and spoke with a production person for the photographer in the in California that that was for. Yeah, I did. So what happened was a couple things happened. The actual I went into the mega um, metadata for that link, and I found out that it was posted in like January of 2021. Um, that's when it was posted. So what happens is, and, and I've talked about this before. I'll just go through it real quick because who cares? Um, what happens with photography is photography takes a long time to set up set up shots and set up lighting and get the right lighting and set up the angles and all this other stuff. So a lot of times, what they'll do is they'll they'll use um, the actual politician because he is a governor, so he has some other things he has to do. So he might not be available for ten hours while they try to set up, you know, uh, a whole video or a whole photo shoot. Um, They'll take the main photos of him, and then if he's out there shaking hands and stuff like that, they'll just deal with lookalikes. So I basically called the production person for the, her, the photographer, and the photographer is a major photographer, like major HBO type, you know, stuff that she does. Um, and basically, I called the Sage News and I kind of explained stuff that was going on, and she, you know, she said the same thing that you know a lot of times that what'll happen is they'll, they'll get lookalikes for the secondary parts and the third parts that are just kind of people walking through the cards and you see their back and stuff, because they obviously don't want to tie up a governor for 10, 12 hours uh, for photo shoots. So most likely he was doing some type of, you know, video or something that he was going to be promoting something. And they were looking for lookalikes because they obviously couldn't tie him up. So yeah. kind of confirmed that. Um, but you know, obviously I did not speak with the photographer herself. I just spoke with the production thing, the production people that handle her phone calls and stuff. So yeah, and that's why I tried to explain that to, to Jeff B and Mike and they didn't want to hear any of that. I'm like, well, I don't fucking tell you motherfuckers, but I called. Did any of you call? I called. Well, they don't so, want to hear anything if it doesn't fit their narrative. Uh, right. but, but they're always the ones who scream actor, 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 clone, actor, actor. And we literally find an actress who who wanted to be an actor all she wanted to do was act she never got to act and now she's finally out here doing this thing in front of people claiming that it's real but what it why are they not screaming oh you're an actor you're an actress why aren't you acting is this even real we think you're we think you're a plan we think you're trying to get us convicted you're just acting fed no they make they make excuses for these people yeah and tifa oh no wait that's me never mind you're not one of those actors that can do the, the screams for horror and the the comedy and the dr serious drama you, you're not that you haven't gotten that those lessons yet the does jim from florida do you have phil godlewski as your profile picture in chat because that is that is very funny it is it's almost creepy Range on me the big ass forehead Sleep. almost an eight head that's this right. Is now the first time I'm getting into comedy with Redneck White House. <laughs> so it's always been drama. I've never done horror. I'm not a horror person, but I've always done drama. And now comedy is what I'm discovering. And I really like comedy more. It's so it's fun. It's so much fun. So tell us a little bit about the production. Go ahead. I didn't hear you. 
she might be discovering comedy, but comedy is definitely not discovering her. It's like they it's like she took the path less traveled and comedy was on the other path. Exactly. I agree. Jack Whitehouse, you're, you've been you've done you shot your first episode. The pilot episode is currently in editing. All right. And so tell us, how did that go? Because you were in front of the camera for this, but you're also on the production team. How what do you bring to the production side of it? Well, what I try to bring to the production side of it is research. By nature, I love to research. So if we have to network, network <laughs> yeah, okay. with another production uh, company, those kind of things, I definitely love to research that and help. I also, I'm grateful to the writer of this because she has allowed me to give a little input here and there. And that doesn't happen in production usually. So I am grateful. What an easy person to work with. Well, I think that happens a lot when you're talking local productions because locally they're not they're they're, they're not like the Hollywood writers. The Hollywood writers are already they've they've made it and they they don't think that anybody can do it better than them. Exactly. Whereas local writers are much more likely to take input because they're working towards that and they're learning as they go. So and have you written anything for production? Actually I have. All right, tell us a little bit about that. Well, oh, it's kind of crazy. It goes along with uh, my role in Without a Colon. I actually go around and do bathroom reports. What did she say? It kind of goes with her role in Without a Colon. She actually goes around and does bathroom reports. That's that's what I thought she said, and uh, and I didn't want it. I didn't want it to be that. I truly didn't. Bathroom report. You heard it here first. Bathroom reports. They're working towards that, and they're learning as they go. So, and have you That's written a- anything for production? Actually, go ahead. That's a pretty shitty job. Mm, exactly. All right. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, it's kind of crazy. It goes along with. Uh, My role in Without a Colon, I actually go around and do bathroom reports. And I report on conditions in bathrooms in public places. How cool is that? I I know it sounds bizarre, but at the same time, how men don't get this. This is definitely going to be a woman's thing. But So, guys, I, I don't. I don't want to ruin the surprise, but I've actually branched out as we're doing the new podcast, the new types of coverage, the new segments, the new show schedule. I'm actually doing a brand new, I would like to announce for the first time, the shitter segments. Oh, no, you didn't. The the views and opinions of Will Bird are not the views and opinions of Safe News Network. Shitter segments. We will do. We will do uh, cleanliness. We will do last time serviced. We will do a taste test. We will do everything you've ever wondered about any bathroom within my vicinity. I would actually like the water test from the actual urinals and toilets to see if the water is certified as uh, drinking water. I said taste test, Sage. You do your projects. I'll do mine. I want the technical. I listen. I want real evidence. I just don't want you know what you think it's drinkable or not. I want facts. This better be a fact-based report. Well, you know what they say, Sage. If you can't trust your gut, then you're a dirty slut. Uh, I heard that all my life, and uh, I'm tired of you questioning my techniques. Back to the video. No, no you're back to no facts. See, 
man, women now it's great. have a real <laughs> problem going into a bathroom that they don't want to even touch that seat or the, the walls are closed. The, it's horrible in some of them. So having bathroom reports, that is really cool. You can put that on mobile apps so people don't go into that nasty bathroom at the, the Shell station. Or Yeah, I have about 20 of them on my YouTube page under my name. And I give one to five gold rolls of toilet paper, depending on the condition. <laughs> I, I know I've been in some that are absolutely astonishingly exactly. gorgeous in the most unusual places. <laughs> One to five gold rolls of golden rolled toilet paper. Yeah, I can almost see this as an app, right? You're driving around and you really got to go to the bathroom and you're just looking for the first place to go, right? And you're just, you're, you're doing like 75 miles an hour. Ooh, there's an exit. You pull off to the exit. You're like, finally, a gas station. And the first thing you do is run to your app and check the uh, Kimberly Cuckage toilet bowl checker. And you're like, oh, damn it. It's only a one. I got to keep going. I can't go here. Oh, I just I just collabed a name. Listen to this for our new app. Shitty spots. Oh, that's good. That's good. <laughs> Shitty spots. Get it now on the Google App Store or on whatever those weird ass fucking Apple products are. Shitty spots. Download it today. Shittyspots.com. Report on the White House. <laughs> That's what I want to do. Do they have bathrooms in the White House that the public is allowed to use? Well, I, I don't know, but I know that, that like, you get true. Tub. She doesn't need a public restroom. She works for Trump. Why would she need to have the, is the, is the shitters open to the public? Well, I've worked there telepathically. Again, yeah. this is in August of 2016. August of 2016. And she, she wasted her opportunity to get the app. We can move in on this. There's, she, she's already lost the, the idea. She probably forgot about it the minute she left the building. We, on the other hand, can focus on this. Pity spots. Yeah. I see a whole new uh, group, uh, Groper doll. Mm. Mm. Did, you call right. him, did you call him Groper? That's a different Groper. act that you could be charged with. Uh, this is oh, Gro right. Groper. Groper? Groper is, is someone who gropes. And I think that's illegal in most states. Uh, mm. Wait till, well, wait till you see what he puts out for you content-wise. <laughs> Groper. <laughs> You've made an enemy today, Sage. I apologize. There was a slip of the tongue. You can tour the public places of the White House, so I would think you'd have to have a bathroom. Gosh, that would be very unusual. I would never even thought about them having to have a public bathroom at the White House since it is their home. You know, they live there, so do they allow one of them to be public? I think downstairs. <laughs> or do you have to go outside and use the porta potty? That might be too. I don't know, but I'd love to see those bathrooms in the White House. So, have you done any on any of the um, portable bathrooms that come from like the beer companies and stuff have you seen those at festivals yes i have and i haven't done those yet the, I, they just improved so much over the old-fashioned porta potty oh, oh my, god, my yes. god they have running water <laughs> absolutely it's so great i'm like oh, why didn't they think of this sooner that's technology at I, its best. I could actually use one of those and i can't do those porta potties i know i, have to go I know, I know. <laughs> they're horrible but for somebody with a condition condition yeah. that they really that germs matter 
And that's not even the, the people who are just regularly germaphobic. So that's interesting yeah. that you do that. All germs, all germs matter. New hashtag. Uh, somebody yeah. said, what's the point of this interview? Well, Kimberly Kim is the star of this show that's supposed to be coming out. Um, the person interviewing her is the writer, producer, and director of the show, even though she's pretending like she has nothing to do with it. And they're begging for $10,000 to produce this show. So this is just more publicity for them to try to get their Kickstarter going. That was the point of it. Um, you'll have to figure out how to get on the mobile app like the cheap gas. You'll have the clean the clean potties. <laughs> yeah, well, right now I just have it in our area. But eventually I'm hoping to do it everywhere. Yeah, that would be very cool and have people just tell yeah. you and film them and, and let you know what they are. Exactly. That would be a great little thing to start up, too. That might even be a moneymaker eventually. Yeah, that's I mean, what I was thinking down the road. Yeah, it might be. I need to to work on that some more. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Now, other projects you might do writing. So actually, I'm writing um, since I was young, uh, about six years old. I've had God dreams, and I'm writing again. This is the second time she's explained to this lady she has God dreams. I've never heard anyone describe a dream from God as God dreams. Have you? Is that is that common? I don't think that's a thing. But then again, I never thought that checking out toilets and bathrooms and, and rating them was a thing either. So she seems to create her own system of life, basically. I, I don't know. God dreams. It's, you know, dreams from God. God dreams. Duh. Yeah, duh. Where do, other, where do other dreams come from? I thought all of mine were from God. I need to start an app for that. I need to write that down. God dreams app. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's now. awesome. Uh, we've kind of kept them you in our family. People, yeah, and, you don't want people to think you're crazy, but exactly. at the same time, it's it's time for you to let Come people out. know what is going on in your little head. <laughs> exactly, absolutely. And you know, I can't be the only one out there that has God dreams. So I'm putting yes, it out there now, um, and I'm writing about it, and I'm hoping to to eventually. Is get it a possible to turn that it, turn them into any kind of a movie or a show or a documentary type thing? It, it actually might be. It, you know, I've never looked at it that way, but it might be. And you know, I guess hopefully, if once I get it out, if somebody likes it and wants to work with that route, I would be. Grateful. Now, what is your, you said you have a YouTube station. So for our listeners who want to see the work that you've already done, and I'm, I'm sure eventually you will have. Here we go, boys. Redneck White House 2016 when you're, when you're oh, no. done with the, when, when the show is up and running. Oh, absolutely. So if, if people want to see your work, both production-wise and actress-wise, where would they find it? They can see it on just my YouTube page, which is Kim, K-I-M, K-U-K-I-C-H, Kukich. Kim Kukich. Feverishly writing it down. Kim, Kim Kukich. Kim Kukich. Um, I wonder if this is the same content she covers on her OnlyFans. Does she have one? Uh, maybe we'll talk about that next week. Oh, no. Now, is there oh, a no. space between your first and last name? If you just put it into YouTube, it should just pop up. Okay, so Kim and it's Kuchit. I really want to break this part down. She tells her to look it up on under her name. Kim 
cuck itch. And the woman asks her, is there a space between your first and last name? Already a stupid fucking question. Of course, there's wow. a space between your first and last name. But she says, if they just put it in, it pops up. What does that, that doesn't answer the question. <laughs> Maybe she pronounces her name wrong, right? Yes, Kukic. I think this was when she was trying to have a stage name. She didn't really understand the concept. So she didn't want to be Kukic and Kukic. So she went with Kukic. Kookie. Kookie Kukic. Yeah. Kim Now, is there a space between your first and last name? If you just put it into YouTube, it should just pop up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I don't actually, that's a good question. I don't know. Just put it in YouTube and see if it pops up. Cause That's right. I, I don't know. Space. What's a space? Yeah, space between my fucking ears. I but I don't know about my name. So Kim and it's Kuchitz. I I'm sorry. I'm no. I'm Kuchitz. It's it's Kim Kuchitz. It's Kim Kuchitz. Three different times within like thirty seconds. This lady has clearly never met this other lady, and she cast her for the lead role in her screenplay. <laughs> Wow. Oh, God. Okay. ICH? Correct. All right. So they can find you there. Now, what about Facebook? Do you have a Facebook page? Yes, I do have a Facebook page. It's just under my name. Okay. Uh, also. And not with actress or anything like that? No. Production? No. I, well, actually, I think I have that, you know, production and host on there. Now, the 941, is that got a separate channel or is that on your channel? It actually had a separate channel and it does not right now because the person I was working with was an older gentleman and he has went back up north. So we're not. She was working with Santa Claus. I'm going to go ahead and break that news here. He has returned to north uh, to prepare for the holiday season and he will not be back to Florida until December 25th. Oh, he's cutting it close. He is. Filming much for Entertainment 941. It's kind of out there in limbo right and, now. But you may get back to that Absolutely. in your spare time that you don't have. <laughs> yeah. You know, one day if I could pair up with another production company, I think that might be another little money-making gig okay. eventually. Yeah. And and what kind of stuff did 941 enter? By the way, that's what she's doing now. She is taking donations from Patriots. To start the Q News Group, the Q News Group, which is going to be her and Mike Penny, and then all these other people that she doesn't actually know, like Mike Flynn and and famous people that are not going to be part of this at all. Um, so that's what she's doing now is raising the fifty thousand dollars to start Q News Group. I think they actually already hit their goal. Entertainment, do you said you interviewed Big Cat Habitat? Tourism type stuff? Yes, tourism types things, whether it be tourism for the vacationer or the local. Uh, some of our arts festivals I've done. Uh, Jungle gardens. I haven't done them yet, but Thunder I have a list. Exactly. I have a list. And then, like I said. He's I checking it twice. He got sick. It kind of put everything on all right. Well, it sounds like you've got a lot of stuff out there, and you're, you're heading towards a dream that many people, I think, have had that, would love to be an entertainment beast. <laughs> Yuri and Chaz said, no, not list. It's called lisp. <laughs> hey, guys. Can you hear me, guys? 
behind or in front of the camera. Um, you do both, and there's some people who are like, oh no, I never want to be in front of the camera. They can't, they can't hear you guys. I jumped around with your microphone. I can't hear you guys. Guys, you there? Hello? Guys. Guys? Uh... Camera, but I love well, it or vice versa. They love being in front, but not behind. They don't like the technical stuff. So having experience in both puts you ahead of the game and puts you right smack in the middle of the industry. So I wish you a lot of luck, and I thank you for being on Culture Coast. Thank you, Mustana, for having me on, and good luck to you. Thank you. Nightmares. What? Frightful visions. What? Night, causing terror and loss of sleep. This, the, I have not listened this far in the video. This is what the video just turned into. This is not a new video. Nothing changed. I'm going to back up. And this is the transition. Would love to be an entertainment behind or in front of the camera. Um, you do both. And there's some people who are like, oh, no, I'd never want to be in front of the camera. But I love behind it or vice versa. They love being in front but not behind. They don't like the technical stuff. Mariah doesn't mind me in front or behind, but I, I very rarely let her get behind me. Um, I'm just not into it. Oh, oh no. Yeah. We're, hey, guys, we're getting kicked off the live stream. Um, uh, I guess that's it. <laughs> thank you guys for joining us. I didn't know there was a two-hour yeah. limit, uh, but thank you guys yeah. for joining us. This is our first podcast. We'll make sure to keep it under two hours next time. That was the end of the interview anyways, and we were just going to do some call-ins, but thank you for joining us. Sage, go ahead. 10 Days of Darkness. We're getting cut off. <laughs> See you guys. EBS. EBS. It